Hey guys, welcome. Happy Hanukkah. It should be a, look, a wonderful Hanukkah. Um, I told you I was going to talk about the longest benching of the year. Now, everybody knows the famous question of what's the longest benching of the year. And it's not, you know, when you forgot Ritzay and you benched four times. Um, we're talking about like, the longest mandatory one, um, which, you know, everybody will bench, not just people that forgot. Although there, there is a trick question like that, where if you make a mistake and you say extra harachamon, etc., etc. Anyway, so the longest benching of the year we know is Shabbos Rosh Chodesh Hanukkah. It's very long. It's a regular benching. Then you have the extra Ritzay. And you have the extra Yal Viavo um, for Rosh Chodesh, and you have the extra Alanisim. There is nothing longer ever. Rosh Chodesh can't fall out for Purim, so you'll never have it that way. Okay. So, could, 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 it fall out, could Purim fall out on, on Shabbos? A different story. We'll have to deal with that at a different time. But anyway, so the question is why? So, some people might say, well, it's just coincidental. Maybe you're right. Maybe it is coincidental, but nothing's coincidental in Judaism. More than that, I'll prove to you that it's not. Because it's brought down in the Yerushalmi and many other places that the Dalid Kosos, the four cups that we drink on Pesach night, why are we talking about Pesach? Well, if you, if you have that question, actually, you could ask about the entire Moesor, where we talk about all the Yom Tovim, about, yeah, about Purim and Pesach, and etc., etc. So, obviously, Hanukkah has a lot of connections to all of them. But anyway, so the Yerushalmi and many other Svarim say that the uh, four cups correspond to the Dalid Gullius. And one of the cor- correlations is that the, it, when we talk about the four gullies, we talk about Babel, which is the first one. They destroyed the base of Megash, and then it was rebuilt. And then Parosumadai, which is where the, the uh, Purim story took place, um, the Persians, and that's where um, the, the Purim miracle took place. And then Yavon is the third gullus, um, and of course the, the one that we're in right now, which is where the Hanukkah story happened. And the gullus we're in right now is gullus Romi and, and, and uh, Edom Yishmal, etc., which is the final gullus that will end soon. So the Dalad Kosas refer to those four. So the, I'm not going to go through all this because it's not a Vardam Pesach, but the third Kos is Yavan, refers to Yavan, and specifically in that Kos, we have benching. <laughs> That's what we do. Barich, Safun Barich. We have a and we bench on the third Kos. So you see that Yavan is Shaykh to the third Kos. Not only that, there's another funny thing, which is that the famous Lavush that says, and, and, and explaining the Rishonim that, that, and, and the Gemara, basically, that says that there's no Chiv of Suda on um, Hanukkah. Well, why not? Because they're trying to destroy our, our spirit, not our bodies. So the entire Chiv of Suda, which normally would dictate one to have to bench, has nothing to do with, with Hanukkah. It's the exact opposite. On Hanukkah, there is no obligation to eat. And therein lies, I believe, part of the answer, or perhaps maybe a large part of the answer. The entire purpose of what we're doing on Hanukkah is that we are battling the Greeks and the Greeks they have beautiful knowledge and beautiful sculptures and beautiful art and culture and it's very attractive and it's very alluring and sometimes we want to be like the Gaim and we see what they have and we see that they have wisdom who, who, who more than the Greeks represent that wisdom and, and brilliance and so much of the foundations of Aristotle, Plato, Socrates and Greek knowledge, science astronomy biology, math, medicine, is still contingent upon those beautiful lessons. That's why I'm using the word beautiful. There's a connection that we have, and Torah being written in Yavani, and, and, and whether it's allowed, and how it's allowed, and what context, etc. This is not talking about you know using the Torah and translating it so people can understand it. It's talking about, you know literally, could you use it as a safer Torah? So, the bottom line is that they have that wisdom, and they try to Hellenize us, which according to um by barrel wine, about a third of the Jewish nation succumbed, which is a very large amount. Um, and we're not revisionist writers of history. We recognize that that battle is real and it rages. And inside all of us, sometimes there's a little 
envy that we have of, the, of, of some of the things that the Gaim have that we don't have. Sure, we have beautiful things as well. But we, what we're trying to show in this beautiful Yantif is that we have all the beauty. We have all the majesty. We have all the wonderful things. That's why the Kohen Gadol specifically is the person that Yavan fights against because he has the Kabbalah of Sepharis. He has the beauty of the splendor of the nation. And they're Timu Kala Shmanim. And they take all the women before they get married. And they take away the, the beauty of the Kala and the Gan Nola Chosi Kala and the... And the and, and, the, and the beauty of Brismila and the beauty of Rosh Chodesh and Shabbos and all, all the beautiful things that the Jewish people have. And so Mamela, we fight back by having this beauty. And that's that's the beauty of Shabbos and Rosh Chodesh and Alanisim. And more than that, we don't dispute that there is beauty in the world. We don't dispute there is wisdom. But we but we do dispute Torah by Gaim al Taman. They don't have Torah. And Torah is the connection to God. It's the understanding of spirituality. It's a connection that all this is here for a reason. All the the Kalim na, the Isha na, the Bias na, that are Marchivin Daitel Shaladim, that make a person feel better, that's all for a reason. It's for a purpose, so we can get closer to Hashem. It's a spiritual part. It's the Beholder, Achacha, all the physical things we have, all the things that we do, Da'eu, it's our connection to Hashem. That's what Birch HaSamazin is. It takes a meal, which was just mundane, and it takes it, and it elevates it to a higher level. And it's something that we do as Jews. Remember the Maral says that a guy can only bring in carbon Ola, because he had, all he understands is kol Hashem. It's burnt up for Hashem. He can't bring a shalom because a guy doesn't understand. How do you split that? How do you how do you have some for you and some for God? It doesn't make sense. There's no chatzil Hashem, chatzil Hashem. There's only spirituality. Uh, the Gaim don't understand. The holiest Gaim, they don't get married, right? The, the more wise they are, the more they the more celibate they are, right? There's an element that, of, of holiness of being separate. If whether they are following that or not is a different story, right? But the point is that in our nation we believe we get married, we have families. We work, we go to the workplace, we, we're involved in the world, but we are Mikadesh, we elevate it. And that's exactly what benching is. Birchas Amazon is the turning, the taking the mundane act of eating, the Savata, and the mundane act of being satiated, and we connect to Hashem. And so, therefore, it's specifically the way we fight against Yavan is we take the Rishus, the permissatory things, and we make that Suda into a Suda's Mitzvah, which is what all the posts can say that when we turn it into a Suda's Mitzvah, then that elevates what we're doing. I want to give you a little treat. I hope that explains some of why it's the longest benching of the year. I want to give you something that I found to be a treat. Um, a couple of RS from Rav Tzadik that I've gathered over the years, and I'm really, really grateful for Ravabat Svi Neiman Shlita, Rav in Baltimore, who's an amazing Talmud Chachem and Marbet Stora for Art Scroll and many other places, that he did made a mafteach of Rav Tzadik, and he quotes many of these beautiful things under on page Tzadi Gimel 93 under the Erech of Hanukkah. I want to explain it very, very briefly, just a couple of very interesting RS. So the first thing he says in Rasise Laila is that the Yavanim acted out at a time where the Jews, had they not had this challenge against them, they would have all succumbed. It was only because the Yavanim pushed that it was able to eradicate Apikarsis and Sadak and Baisis and all the and all the Apikarsis of Chachmas Yavani that was permeating at that time. Specifically, that's why the Ma'atim were able to fight against the Rabbim and be able to fight back. So you see it's that that, that little Ma'at Shemen that's there. There's some very, very deep and beautiful Aras. Some of them really should have an extrapolation and a story by themselves, but I want to give you this gift because there's some really, really beautiful things. So, um, again, he brings down that in Rashid Lyle as well, talking about Hanukkah, that why is it that many many people hold that the Suda Atzma is a mitzvah itself? So it's because the the nace itself wasn't allowed to be written down right away. It was only the next year they were Koveyat, the Gemara and Shabbos tells us. So there's no Hislabshus. It couldn't even be put into words in a physical way. But then it got once it was allowed to be put into words, then then it was allowed. So that's why originally there was no Chi of Suda, because how could it even be expressed? What he's saying is that there was a disconnect between the spirituality 
and and therefore wasn't written down. We'll talk more about it not being written down and what that has to do with Torah Shalpeh as well in a, in, in a moment. Um, also, he says that chinuch, the word Hanukkah comes from the word chinuch, which is chanuch, naro pidarko. It's to raise ourselves up to be, to raise us, ourselves into holier people. And so it, the, the chinuch of Hanukkah is that we're mechanech ourselves to be kovea inside ourselves forever, that we are margal ourselves with chuka and ratzon for, for, from childhood into the things that we love and, and appreciate. That's why we always have nostalgic feelings and emotions towards our childhood, because the things we're exposed to are so meaningful. I visit people in the hospital, and I often ask them, you know, what are their favorite childhood memories of food? their parents, etc., because that has a beautiful feeling. So this is where mechanic ourselves, to give ourselves a beautiful chinuch in this mochid the katnus that we have, and we turn it into mochid the godless and, and greatness. It's lashin chinuch, because we're mechanich in the kedusha for the entire year, he says. Okay, also, the in pre he says that uh, he brings down from the Shlach, that's famous, that the parshas that we lean at the time of the year, when a holiday falls out, are directly related to that um, holiday why so? So he says that we, we read about Mechiris Yosef. We know that the Gemara in Shabbos has a famous connection. It talks about Babor Reik Mayim and that he couldn't see it, and it was 20 almost, and therefore the Ner Hanukkah has to be seen. So there's a very interesting remez in that way. He says that one of the Peshatim is that it talks about Yosef, who's the Tzadik Yisodolim. And one of the things about Yosef is that when he brought Kedusha down to the world, and he wasn't Bol Hegemon, so to speak, so he was Zochel Ar, that it says Ar Zeruel Tzadik. And that's the R of Hanukkah that he brought into this world. Listen to this. So beautiful. The minag to eat um, milchigs on Hanukkah is like the chalav that we eat, the milchigs that we eat on Shavuos. So it's like ain't Shavuos. Why? And Shavuos, we're celebrating the, uh, the Kabbalah. But here we're ce- of Torah. Here we're celebrating the Kabbalah of Torah Shabbat. Torah Shabbat uh, I'm sorry. On Shavuos, we're celebrating the Torah Shabbat Sav, the written Torah that we got. And on here, we're celebrating the Torah Shabbat Peh. Because the, um, the yanika that a child gets from their mother is a nourishment that, that, that they get. And the Iker Kabbalah Satora is to recognize the Nosein HaTorah, the connect, that's the brachas that we make, that we connect to Hashem, who's who's the mother, Kaviachal, who's nursing us. That's why in the Gemara, there's a remez to, it says more than the cow wants to the nurse, more than the calf wants the nurse, the cow wants to give. Kaviachal, obviously we're not calling God a cow, it's referring to the Rebbe who teaches Torah, but so too God, he really wants to give us. And and that's what Chazal say, that um, Torah is, is, is dimshal to a dud, because the child always finds something there whenever he engages with it so, so the mother produces whatever the child is willing until uh, until the child is satiated so the torah produces um until a person is satiated and of course we know that there's ain't kitzvah to the satiation of torah and torah brings us that, that, that satisfaction and he says a beautiful thing that the nace like i mentioned earlier was really seven days it's true that was the extra nace but the original nace is celebrating the mother <laughs> the mama oil that was there to begin with to be yonik and that's the unique that we have to think about, that we're yearning for Hashem, which is everything comes from Hashem, and that helps us become better people. And again, he says that it, that it, that it couldn't be written down because this is a spiritual thing, and it's Torah Shabbat Peh, and therefore that's why there's no such, even though it's true, Hanukkah is mentioned, I think, four times in Mishnayis. There's a mission of Balakama that we all did in Dafyomi. There's a mission of Mikurim, which is very random, but it says until Hanukkah you could bring it. And there's, I believe, two other places. I think Rechaim Kanievsky used to ask it as a quiz question to kids that would ask him. You know, they told me to finish Jesus' remission. Anyway, so, but there's no Mishachas Megillah, Mishachas Hanukkah. There isn't, there isn't like that. There's just a small Gemara in Shabbos that talks about it. So um, the, the, what's the Pshat? The Pshat is that, that it's Torah Shabbat and that's the Kabbalah Satori that we did now. Remember, it's the last miracle before the Gullus. Um And lastly, because remember, um, Esther Purim happened 
by the way, Esther Purim is the only miracle that happened in Chutzlar, so we still celebrate. We'll save that for Purim, Bezer Hashem. But her son, Darius Daryavish, is one that rebuilt the base of Megash, and then Hanukkah happened in the 213th year by Shani. So it was the last miracle, it was the last wink from Hashem to carry out all the gullets. Remember, the Maral says that the darkest night of the year is Hanukkah, which is really true if you look on the calendar. Literally, Hanukkah is the darkest, and we have to bring it light. That's exactly at that time that we bring it light. So anyway, so the so the the um, Ritzadik is, is an expert. He always describes why something is found in a certain Masechta because it's Shaykh to that Masechta. So he says, where do we find Hanukkah in, in, in Shabbos Tav Chafalaf? In Perik Bamem Alikin. He says, I don't understand. If you're going to talk about Hanukkah, talk about the menorah, Masechus Menachus, and somewhere in, in Kajim where it talks about the Karbanos in the base of Megash and the menorah in the base of Megash, which is what we're commemorating. So he says, no, the Pshat is Bamem Alikin it's that we're lighting candles to connect to Hashem. Just like Bamem Adlikim is Shabbos candles, Keneged, Zachar, and Shamar to connect to Hashem, so too the biggest lesson that we have for Hanukkah is the importance of connecting to Hashem, that Hashem is a source of all good. And the last thing that he says is a follow, is Ha'ara in Pre-Tzadik, um, Chelik Aleph, page Ayin Gimel Mabez, very, very fascinating and deep. He says, most, almost every other mitzvah that you do, there's a mitzvah that you do it. For example, eat matzah, put on tefillin. There's no sheer of how long you do it for. He says, very funny, there's a mitzvah to be modlik, but it has to it has to be able to last for 30 minutes. Why? What does that mean? So he says that the pshat is that it's just like balos chasaneros. The point is, it's not that it's lit, it's that it makes an impact, it has to carry on. So therefore, that's why we don't do malacha. We stop and we say, hey, I'm not doing laundry now. I'm not doing anything. I'm sitting down and I'm learning. I'm connecting to God. The whole purpose of a lighting, yes, I'm commemorating the miracle that happened. But it's also that we have to recognize and connect in the present. And that's that half hour where we stop and have some mindfulness and we and we say, wow, Rebunah Shalom, you're part of our life. Look at the miracles of how you run our life. My body works. Baruch Hashem. I have eyes. I have ears. And I, I've been saying this over. I, I heard it many, many years ago on a tape from Victor Miller, and it's amazing. He says, you know, the cut, the glass is half full and half empty. Everybody says, pessimists or optimists. They're both wrong. It's not even pessimists. They're both wrong. The glass is not just half full or half empty. It's actually 100% full. Why? Because it has water, which is a great thing to drink. You can live without water for a couple days, but it has air, which, which is something that you need. So, is to recognize, thank you, Rabbi for everything that you give me. And we should be zoche to connect with these lessons and to be inspired by Hanukkah. Hanukkah should leave us, it should make a Roshim on us, not just that we lit it and we left, um, but that it should, that literally it, it, it makes its impact and carries us forward to a, a year of connection with ourselves, with the Rebbe Shalom, with others, and really just knowing that Hashem is watching and caring for us and doing so much chesed. The miracles that God does with us every moment, the fact that we're alive, the fact that we have hands and ears and mouth and, and families, Whatever we're longing for, Hashem should answer those feelings as well. But we should be able to connect to Hashem in that longing. But most importantly, connect to Hashem and be grateful for what we do have, which is so much beauty. A freilichen Hanukkah to everybody.